Hey, I'm Lisa from the Beast Bros. I am the co-host of the Content is Profit podcast. You guys can go to contentsprofit.com, shameless plug. And I connected with Pablo in a sketchy parking lot at 6 a.m. in the morning where he came all full of water and wet. And I was like, what is this? But, but, but you should definitely connect with him because he has changed our life to the better. And uh, yeah, just listen to the episode. You'll find out. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, in my walks, Every man I meet is my superior in some way, and in that, I learn from him. This means every single person you ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person, and therefore has something to teach you. And you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every networking event or conference you walk into is both a library and your stage. Your network is your personal Google, and you are a part of everyone's Wikipedia. My name is Pablo Gonzalez, and I am your Chief Executive Connector. Follow me as we meet people in my walks. Find out what we can learn from them, what they've learned from others, and what made them want to connect so you can learn to gain and give value to others in all of your interactions. I am terrible at asking for stuff, but if you want to do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you've learned from each episode, or at the very least, hit me up if I can ever be of service or any kind of value to you. Now, without further ado, let's get connected. Welcome to the Chief Executive Connector Podcast. I am your host, Pablo Gonzalez, your Chief Executive Connector, and I am beyond excited today because with us is a guy that I greatly greatly admire and greatly, greatly respect. Him and his brother have spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world and how to create content that turns into profit. And they've helped companies like Orange Theory, Red Bull, JWB, Real Estate Capital, University of North Florida, a bunch of other companies. But most importantly, Luis Camejo, who is with us today, is has become a really, really close personal friend of mine. We have partnered up in business in multiple deals now. He is somebody that I credit with. Man, there isn't two people in the world that I give more credit to that my business is doing well because I really I really follow what he does, how he works, uh, the concepts that he espouses around content and the processes that he's created have completely changed the way I think of things and the way that I do things. And he's a super cool dude from Venezuela like me. Welcome, Luis Daniel Camejo. Welcome, bro. Let's go. What's up? Let's go. Should I call you Pabro? <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, right? Your company's called the Biz Bros. You you have a brother also named Luis, which I find fascinating. And I am I'm the third bro, Pabro. That's right, man. Uh, we recently adopted you. <laughs> I'm in, bro. I'm, dude, I'm, it's, I'm uh, super it's, it's an honor to be to be on your show, man. You know, we had you, you you had the honor of being like the official first guest on Content is Profit. And we were like, when are we actually gonna get the invitation? You know? <laughs> I know, I know. You know, you know, dude, I'm gonna be perfectly transparent in the sense that that is one of my tragic flaws, right? Like I have I'm so obsessed with making new friends that one of the things that I'm I'm worst at is like paying attention to my closest friends and, and giving them the same attention that I give to somebody new, right? So like I've had all these 
other people on my show that I'm like, yeah, I want to make a relationship with them, blah, 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 blah. And I'm here, here, are, you know, you and your brother Fonzie who like are my content idols and my business partners and the guys that I hang out with the most. And, uh, I'm slacking ass, man. So, Hey, <laughs> no, it's all good, brother. It's all good. I mean, the fact, you know, we are literally on phone calls every single day. So, uh, I'm like, you know, what else are we gonna actually going to talk about? So I'm, I'm excited, man. Thank you again. Like, it, no, no biggie. We, nah. we, get, we understand. We feel the pain. It, it happens to us too, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. And, and I'm excited to have Fonzie on too, right? Because I really want to stoke the flames of this Bizboro rivalry. And, and I'm just going to people... say, hey, good luck getting him. Like, yeah. I don't even get him, like, in the office. <laughs> He's like... That unicorn that, you know, is like exploring and flying off to the world and the wilderness. And it's like, we need to reel him down. So uh, the day that you get him, let me know. I'm actually yeah. not going to even mention this because I'm winning now. I'm the best brother just because I'm here. That's all. That's there all I'm going to say. There you go. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Uh, Luis, you know, I, I start my show always with this thesis of human connection that I have, right? Like, you know, you know everything I'm about, right? Like it's all networking and, and connecting with people. Yeah. And, I, and I really think that the two quickest ways to, to bond with someone is if they add value to your life, right? Like you immediately bond with them or if they share in a similar vulnerability as you that you can express. So I, I start asking all my guests. I know that our conversation is going to be super valuable for our buddy listening, but for, for that person right now who's, whose ear we're in, can you share with me something that you're either struggling with right now or, or, or something that you've really struggled with in the past to just kind of make you seem superhuman from the content God that you are, you know? Uh, <laughs> thank you. But, uh, dude, you know, <clears throat> that's a good question. And, uh, there's so many things, right? It's like, uh, for me, I, I feel like, you know, I, I, the bottom we're all human beings and we're always struggling with some something right and sometimes we we are scared to put it out there but i'm gonna be completely honest like you know right now we're growing a business uh i'm gonna put it maybe on a on a business sense and then on a personal side too so on the business side we're growing uh which is awesome part of it due to you the relationship that we've been able to build uh but on the back side of things it's uh building systems right so you know, I, I went to school for business management a long time ago. Uh, never really used it. <laughs> you know, they, they talk a lot of big picture and stuff. But when you're like in the mix, actually building a business, um, you encounter different things and that, that you have to pay a lot of attention to. I'm making sure that, you know, the details are there, the, the, the process is there. So like literally just uh, before this call, I was working on an onboarding process. And the last time I checked, it was like literally a hundred items that we need to hit every single time. So I'm like, okay, how can I execute this? So then I can put somebody in place and then they, they can execute the best way possible. So as we grow, as we bring new people into the team, those systems have to be in place. And right now I'm the person that are building those systems to then hopefully, you know, we get somebody in place and can execute and then improve on those systems. So lately, uh, with the high speed that we're moving, because it seems like we're moving really, really quickly. Um, those are the things that are keeping me in the office, like really late, you know, and then that translates into the personal side of things, right? I have a 16 month old, his name is Luca, love him to death. And um, the past three days, he he had the fever, he was, he was sick. And uh, 
I wanted to be with him, right? I wanted to be like next to him. We're very, very lucky that that we have family in town. My wife is her family is is here in Jacksonville, so we're very lucky that they're able to help because my wife has her full time job. So part of why we started this business is so we could control our time, right? And uh, the faster we build the systems and and procedures that uh, we can put in place the more I, I'm going to be able to spend with my family. So something that I'm struggling right now is trying to balance that, right? So how do I do? I, I come to the office, talk to the team, execute, build these things, go back home, spend some time with them, and then back to the computer at night to continue to, to do this thing to make sure that it, it, it gets to a level where we can be proud of the product that we're serving to our clients. I can be proud of the team that we're building. And then I'm able to actually spend a lot of time with the family, which is why we did this, right? So lately, that has been like the, the two main things that have been going on in, in my life. So uh, I hope people can relate. I, I, I hope if, if they have any tips and advice, let us know. Slide into my DMs. I'm happy to, to, to answer those. <laughs> For sure. Dude, I, you know, I got to say, man, I'm, I'm very impressed with your ability to do that, right? Like you are, you're a guy, you have a 16-month-old kid, right? And a young family. You also have a... Um, 20 something year old kid in Fonzie that you, that, that you're definitely. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and listen, man, I just always see you as kind of like, you're the guy, you're the guy that's always like bringing it back in, centering things, steering it the right way, um, getting it under wraps. And you always show up with like an awesome energy. You're always available. Like you've never in the nine months that you and I have been serving customers together, I have never once seen you respond in a way that I'm like, well, I guess Luis must be tired or something because he sounds like, <laughs> like a jerk. Like you always, you know, like you always, you always show up with the best energy, man. And I know that you are working your ass off in the office and then at home and, and, and everything. Like, what do you, how do you keep your energy up, man? Like, are you, are you just on straight up Red Bull all the time or, or are you uh, eating something? What, what's, what's your... <laughs> Pretty much, uh, you know, we had a campaign of uh, a few months back that we we're like, "Hey, hashtag Rebel sponsor us." <laughs> yeah. uh, and the story behind the Rebel is, I, I used to work with them, you know, for a long mm-hmm. time, and and love the freaking brand. I know a lot of people are against it. I really like the flavor, but no, I'm not always on Rebel. Like it does help in certain times, but um, about the energy, right? Like, um, I think it's like, how is uh, it's how you show up right? So how am I going to show up for my team, right? How am I going to show up for my clients? How am I going to show up for these amazing interviews, right? Um, and then I've seen such a massive result on just showing up with the great, like with the good energy, great energy, right? Like just like, let's go after it. In fact, you know, there's tools that we use to make sure that our energy, you know, get, gets up, right? And, it, and it's like everything. It's like building a habit, right? So first is environment. Like, what is the environment that we're sitting ourselves into or, 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 or tackling to make sure that our energy is up? So in the office, we have different tools. One of them is music, man. Like we have these headphones and we crank up music every single day to make sure that we're up. I, I love electronic music. That's what drives me up. My brother's been experimenting with different kind of music, but it's the same thing, right? And the cool thing is that we're both here. Our team is remote, but uh, we have a 9.30 call every single, every single morning with the team. It's, it's a mandatory thing that we do for about 30 minutes. And something really cool that we do is we actually uh, share with everybody on the team, each one of us, what are we grateful for that morning? So that's the very first thing that we do with everybody is uh, we wait 
We don't even talk about business until everybody's done. And what that has been doing is that it puts our mind in a place where we're like, wow, I'm grateful that I'm having all these opportunities. Wow, I'm grateful that I'm helping my family. I'm grateful that my team member is helping their family and so on. And then we can start with the right foot on front and be like, okay, what are the issues that are happening today? Nothing is really like crazy because we have all these positive things, right? So that's one. Um, again, back to the, what am I struggling with, right? That's it, the schedule. I need, I need to go work out. Like I've been an athlete all my life, except the past year, right? My brother jokes about it. It's true. It's, uh, I'm missing. That's a big thing that I'm missing. So I'm trying to work as fast as possible so I can get that time back and go for a run with the dogs, go play soccer, right? Um, but if we don't do this, right, we don't, we don't deliver to our clients, which at the end of the day is what we're here and, uh, and what we serve. So those are things that keep me, you know, driven throughout the day. Also, I'm, I'm genuinely excited to meet a lot of new people. And that's why we started the show. So every time we meet somebody, we're like, oh, this is awesome. And people are like, we've received messages. They're like, guys, you are always like so positive. You guys are always like liking, like, are you actually going to invite somebody that you don't like? I'm like, why? <laughs> why would I do that to myself? I just want to meet cool, cool people. I just want to have conversations with people that, that talk the same language, right? Why not? And then that elevates our energy as well. So just a couple of things. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Dude, right, right off the bat, kicking it off with vulnerability and with value, right? Like you just added a ton of value there, right? I love it, man. I love it. Luis, let's go back to, let's go to, all right. So you guys, I talk a lot about content on the show, obviously, like you guys, you have, to me, the most entertaining content related podcast there is. Content is profit. It's amazing, right? Like it's you and your brother. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> going back and forth with amazing energy. Like you, 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 it's funny. It's entertaining. You give the best intros, right? Like I fancy myself as somebody that, get, that tries to give really, really good intros. And every time I listen to your show, I'm like, fuck, man, these guys are kicking my ass. <laughs> but let, and, and you now have this, you've created this super innovative process around showing up online all the time without having to spend a lot of time doing it, which I think is freaking brilliant. And the, the number one unlock that I think everybody needs to understand if they're trying to make an impact in the world. But I want to start before that, right? Like, how did you, how did you get to the U S um, and how'd you start building this thing? Give me kind of like the origin story. Yeah, definitely. Um, how do we get to the U S so We've, we've talked a lot about this on the show. We, um, we used to play soccer, like almost to the professional level. That was, that was our dream, right? Be a professional soccer player. So all our life, we, we worked really hard to, to get to that point. Um, I was lucky enough that I, I left home in Venezuela when I was 15 to play soccer in Europe. Um, I played under a few teams in Italy. Um, I had the opportunity right there at 16 um to get to a professional team i was it was like fourth division it is considered professional soccer over there then i had to get back back home i couldn't get back to italy because of some paperwork issues from my first year the agent did something that we were not aware of crazy story just on its own then i got the opportunity to go to spain play in spain try out different teams in in germany in spain itself um go through like a really bad like uh, experience with one of the coaches that drives me down. I'm 18 at the time. So I'm like, Hey, you know, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to miss the truck on, on school and school. I saw it as a, kind of like a safety net. 
And, but because the experience was so negative and I was like, just so over, it, I was like, I don't see myself like going through this every single time we talk about environment, right? That environment that I was in at that point. And it was really challenging because, you know, my dad helped us out from since we were like two when we, or three, when we told him, yeah, we like soccer. And, you know, then it started to evolve. So he dedicated his life for like to us to do this. Right. So it was really tough to go back home. I'm like, Hey, that's it. Like, that's the end of the dream. Like, I don't, I don't really want to do this anymore. Right. I mean, it was tough. Like we, we spent probably like four months without talking to each other. And, um, so then I started going to school in Venezuela, political situation gets worse and worse every single time. And then we get the opportunity to come here on a soccer scholarship. Right. I'm like, okay, well, if I don't play pro, I'm actually going to do this, use this skill that I've developed over the last 20 years to actually um, do something cool and, and go to school. So I was very lucky that I got a, a D1 scholarship here in the States. I don't want to, hold on. I don't want to say lucky. We worked really hard for that freaking scholarship sure. because, you know, we talked about it in a few episodes. Me and my brother, we both sent emails to every single school, D1, D2, D3 here in the States personal emails to the coaches and assistant coaches and out of probably 300 or 400 that we sent out we each got like five answers wow but one of those answers in my case was a d1 school here in florida where i live now so this turned to be home and i had an amazing experience um that's how i get here um there's a, another crazy story on like how i break my foot and i had to wait like another year to 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 come but but at the end of the day, we ended up here. I, I ended up being a 21-year-old freshman, right? So right off the bat, I'm completely off the social spectrum of, of college. I was very lucky that I met really cool people around me. Like I was part of a, of a fraternity. We were mainly uh, composed of international students, which was insane, right? So founding, founding fathers, ATO. So if there's an ATO listening, send me a message. I'm happy to connect. Um, that's one of the things that people don't really even realize I'm a part of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but, uh, I never realized you're a part of, right? Like I was, I was a super frat guy at University of Florida, right? And it's I funny because- I will tell you're a frat guy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Everybody knows I'm a frat guy, right? Like, like yeah. I had no idea you were. I just thought you were a jock, you know? No, and a uh, founding father too, which is cool. insane, right? So, um, so that's a really cool experience. And obviously, you know, placed through, through my four years of college and we had a great, great, uh, great experience. But then- at the end of college, uh, soccer ends. I'm 24. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm already way too old to pursue this dream, right? I don't even want to go to practice anymore. Like maybe to stay fit a little bit, but I don't think that hey, my brother has a very different story. But then I was like, okay, what now? Right. So um, I was lost. I was like, okay, what do I do? Right. And, and then I'm like, I always had that entrepreneurial bug for some reason. I always like back home, I sold like these, uh, uh, track CDs with a bunch of songs that we will like just create at home and we sell it at school. We just go out and, and buy these soccer t-shirts in, in a, in a market for like five bucks and then we'll sell them for like 25 or to, you know, to 30 bucks. And that, so there's always like that thing, but we never liked the idea of working for somebody. Right. Um, I remember like being against that from, from very little, right. I'm, I'm 31 now. I'm just like, uh, never, <laughs> I won't do that. Yeah. And, and I think it's like, uh, I, I, maybe I didn't find the right person, right. To, to work with or to work under. And, uh, so right after college, um, I decided to take this job that it was kind of part-time. Uh, I ended up directing this, uh, soccer franchise with like, that we would go to 30 locations, coaching little kids. 
I have a team of like five to six coaches. So there's always an element of management, right? And that, that I was able to put in practice. But the, the only reason I chose that job is because I literally worked about six hours a day. It was really good pay at the time for me. But then he gave me the time to pursue my own projects, right? And one of those projects, uh, going through creating T-shirts like the one I'm wearing, which was a crazy lesson of like, if you don't, if you don't learn the process, we hated the process of making the T-shirts. So we're like, nope, either leave it or hire somebody. But we didn't have any money to hire anybody. So we're like, okay, I guess we're going to have to sell all the equipment. And we landed in social media, uh, the social media world, right? And the social media world is massive. We started creating content for restaurants. Um, we encounter a lot of friction because we're trying to convince these business owners that they needed this. And we talk a lot about this on the show where it's like, okay, how do you actually get that frictionless sale? I don't want to have to argue with somebody to sell my product, right? Like this is so horrible. Um, I don't want to feel like sleazy or anything. Like I know what I provide is a value, but they might not be in the right place. And I didn't understand that at the time. So we continue to evolve. My brother does a lot of freelancing, like video production. And I think that was one of the elements that attracted you to, to work with us at first. Like, where are the cameras, guys? Where are the cameras? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we started investing in equipment, obviously. But it was not like we were offering so many services as an agency, you know, air quotes, uh, because um, it was literally a lot of freelancing at the time, right? Um, and then we learned through different people and uh, amazing people that were put in front of us that we need to build a system and focus on one thing, right? But all the conversations were always going back to content. They were like, guys, I, will, I want content. We were working at the time with a lot of brick and mortars, smaller businesses. I want this video. I'm like, okay, but why do you want that video? Like, how are you going to connect it to your revenue? How are you going to connect it to your sales process? You know, my marketing marketer mind is like spinning and it's in pain because you're about to pay five grand for this video. But then what? Like, what's going to happen? And then if it doesn't do well, because there's no process behind it, it's my fault. Because people love to point fingers. So I'm not going to have it. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out a way to connect the content with the revenue, right? And there's, there's different ways that we, that we touch on, on on the show. But internally, you know, we were actually on this sales meeting with a group of owners. They had about nine locations here in town. They liked the things that we were doing with other people. And uh, they wanted to, to start with us. And this was literally the meeting that was going to, you know, propel us to the future. And we're like, oh, nine locations is going to be amazing. And the guys, the first thing that they say when we sit down in that conference room, they're like, guys, like, you have no content <laughs> in your accounts. And we couldn't find anything Beast Bros. We're like, oh, man, this is horrible. Like, my heart just like, poof, went straight to the floor. Uh, looked at my brother. He's like, we're both like sweating armpits all over the place. We're like, ah. Oh. We're like, oh, don't worry. We're trying to ignore it. Like, just like see the clients, you know, see all the, these results that they're getting. But uh, the trust level just like, didn't exist right after yeah. that we didn't ended up getting that contract we come back to to the office i think I, my memory is like to the office my brother tells it as in a coffee shop <laughs> so let's go with the coffee shop uh but i remember we sat down and we're like dude like how can we start creating right some kind of consistent content where people go back when they research you and they're like oh yes these guys know what they're talking about right these guys are there because we're working with social media and content and all that stuff. So, okay. So we're coming out of this fitness challenge called the 75 hard. And it was two workouts a day, every single day, which by the way, I should start doing that again. 
<laughs> Father's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got you've gotten pudgier since I met you, bro. But it's okay. It's all good, man. You got the genetics, man. You'll get back. Yeah, I, yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, so we're like, how do we replicate something that intense with content? Because the results were super awesome. Like in, in our mind, it was, it was just like a mind thing. And we're like, all right, let's just go 45 days straight of Facebook Live. And um, everybody was saying, just go seven days, just go 30 days, just go like two weeks. And we're like, screw that. Let's just go for 45 days. We don't care. And uh, so we started, right? And we're, and it was very simple framework. It was literally, I'm going to tell a story of what happens in the day. And then I'm going to relate it to what we're doing with my business. And the reason we chose that is because we started identifying a lot of things that caused friction that then didn't allow us to publish. So editing is one of them for me. I don't want to edit a video. Like if I record a video and then I had to like upload it and then wait for my computer to load and then edit it and cut it and chop it and then get guts out there and then nobody sees it, right? Because it's their first video. And I'm like, I don't care about all of that. So how can I publish without all of that? Live. So for me, it was Facebook Live, right? A lot of people could be a blog. A lot of people could be a podcast, right? It doesn't matter. What is your minimal viable content? Which, by the way, we have the minimal viable content sheet <laughs> um, that is literally the roadmap that we use to turn it into profit. You guys can go to contentsprofit.com. Shameless plug. Sorry, Pablo. I love it. No, listen, man, I'm, I'm about to gush all over this minimal viable content <laughs> process. So talk as much as you want, because I'm going to make it sound even better afterwards. <laughs> Thank you. So, so anyway, so we decided to do that, right? 45 days. Like, I'm just going to tell a story and then relate it to it. About day 15, something freaking amazing happened. Mm-hmm. Pablo happened. And this is how <laughs> Pablo happened. So we're like, okay, you know, we're figuring this out. We're having this content out. Like people are going back to our accounts. They see, like they, they listen. They, some people like it. Some people comment, not a lot of people, but we're like, we have this theory. There's silent watchers. There's people that watch it. They don't do anything. They just like watch and that's it. Right. So they're, they're a little shy. So this one night I come, I'm, I'm driving home. It's about 10 PM. And uh, one of the managers of the stores that we work with, he's calling me like he's been blowing my phone all afternoon. And I'm like, oh, I just want to ignore him because we just posted these things that were a little polarizing for that audience on purpose. Right. And uh, he's just like calling and calling. I'm like, dang, OK, I'm going to have to pick this up. So I pick him up and he's like, dude, like turn it off, like just like shut it down, take the post out because it's causing a lot of like like a lot of craziness in the studio. And then I'm like, okay, let me see it. So I go in and he's like, they're talking about a very polarizing topic. So the people from the studio were def- was defending the studio. So a ton of people chiming in, defending the coaches on that. And then these other like outsiders, right? That they're not agreeing with that point of view. They're just like throwing trash at this post. But this thing had like 5,000 views, completely organic, like 300 comments. And I'm like, uh, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to take this down. This is amazing. Are you getting free publicity? Yeah, you're blowing up, bro. Exactly. Your members are defending you. Like, what an amazing insight. No, well, is that it, everybody thinks uh, I got to please everybody. F that. No, you need to please your dream client, which are the people that are already in your studio. Build a report with them so then they can bring you more people, right? It's all about relationships. You know this. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, yes, I'll take it down. So, you know, hang up. Don't take it down. The thing stays up. And, and I'm all set. It's like 11 at night. Then Katie, my wife, calls me and is like, hey, it's your turn to like fit the bottle to Luca. I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, let's go. So I grab Luca, sit in the chair, give him the bottle, 15 minutes. He goes back to, to his crib. 
and it's like, dang, it's 11.30 at night, man. Ah, still I got to do my Facebook Live because the rule was stay consistent. doesn't matter what time, just do it every single day. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to talk about? Okay, I'm going to tell a story that, that just happened. So I sit down in my couch and I do my video, less than 10 minutes, and like literally in, in 15 seconds, there's a message from Pablo What's up, dude? <laughs> and before that, we met like once in a coffee shop, right? We're going to tell that story. We're going to tell that story later. Sweet. So I'm like, hey, what's up? And then he invited, you know, you invite me to this content dinner, which was, an, it's an amazing concept, right? About building relationships around building content, which is great. And I'm like, yeah, why not? So I asked Katie, I'm like, hey, can I, can I do this tomorrow? <laughs> you know, because she's the boss. And, uh, and then she's like, absolutely. So we, we go to this thing. And we had the solution that Pablo needed for, for a current contract that he was working on. And we're currently working on 10 months later, which is amazing. Great relationships. And, and they're all in for 2021. So it's going to be a two-year contract at least. There you go. So what a massive success story. And this was from a video that came out at 1130 at night. Minimum viable content story. And, uh, and that started really the new phase of BizRose as a content production, basically, uh, and it's high volume content production. So since that is evolved a little bit and we decided to basically narrow down our services to a very specific type of content because then COVID happened. Um, we're like, okay, we need to hack this Gary Vee thing. Like they have 30 grand teams, right? 30,000 teams, 20,000 teams. And they do all this crazy content. I'm like, there has to be a smarter way. Like, first off, I don't have 30 grand a month to, to go invest in a team. So how can I hack it? Right. Uh, Luis, Luis, let's stop. Let's, let's dive into, let's dive into the second part in a second. First, I want to, I want to hit home on your 45 live and your minimum yes. viable content story. Absolutely. And then we're going to talk about how you're a fucking genius of how you <laughs> how to Gary Vee eyes anybody. Right. Um, from my angle, right. You and me had met. We're going to get into that conversation because I always talk about how I meet people and I don't want to, I, I think it's one of the funnier stories. So I, I want to do, I want to give that its own respect. Right. Yeah. But you and me had, had met casually. I'm like, I like this Luis guy, you know, Venezuelan guy, he's working, he's got a side hustle. Like I met you and you're like, yeah, man, me and my brother got the side business and I'm managing this orange theory. I was like, bro, I love this guy. Typical Venezuelan <laughs> hustler that's here hungry, you know? Um, and then, you know, I, I, kept in I kept up with you basically just because you were posting content online. And you guys refer to me as a silent watcher, but I wasn't even a watcher. I was just like a silent satellite, right? Like I just knew that you were putting stuff up. I would maybe listen to like 15 seconds of something. Maybe I'd hit like on some of them. Some I wouldn't. Um, and, and for me, I had just been working on this concept of a content dinner, right? What you described of like, man, if I can just invite five dudes over or, or five people over have interesting conversations around our businesses and have somebody like video record it. And I had, and, and I had been thinking about this for like four months. Then all of a sudden, like two months after I started thinking about it, Gary Vee starts suggesting that to people. I'm like, shit, I should have done this before he ever said anything. Um, <laughs> and then, and then I make friends with the guy that's like the digital media guy for fanatics in town. I'm like, all right, now I got a guy that can videotape it. And I had, I had this like, Martha was going to be out of town. So I'm like, I can just have people over. No big deal. I got this. Bro night. <laughs> yeah. Bro night. And, and last minute, the, one of the people that, that was going to make it dropped out. And that's when I see you at 11 o'clock at night going live on Facebook. I'm like, well, you know what, man, <laughs> you know, like Luis is clearly dedicated to putting content out. I'm just going to hit him up and see if he wants to come in and, and substitute. And then when you show up, I had been 
you know, full disclosure, right? JWB, my biggest client. Um, I think yeah. it's one of your biggest accounts as well. Um, yeah. we, we are, I, I, I am in the middle of negotiations with them of creating this show platform for them. That's going to, again, I use your language these days, frictionless sale, frictionless nurture their audience into, yeah. into understanding everything that's so valuable that they do, which you and I have realized it's unbelievably valuable and, and hard to explain if, you, if you're not like constantly explaining it. Right. Yeah. Um, and the missing piece for me was number one, I needed somebody, they wanted to do live shows, right? Not the zoom shows that we're doing now, but so I needed somebody that could be a camerographer. And then I needed somebody that could chop up the pieces from the show um, the one hour show and turn it into 25 pieces of content. It was a very specific thing. Right. And I, I knew conceptually I had read Gary V's deck about how to repurpose content. I yeah. had been doing a little bit of it myself. I knew, I knew how to say what was going to be cool, but I did not have the process. And when you show up to my house for dinner and you're like, yeah, man, you know, like last I had checked in on you was like seven months prior when you were doing social media ads, you were doing a little bit of content. You guys were, doing your minimum viable content and then reposting it. And you're like, yeah, so we just developed this mm -hmm. way to take this content and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, holy shit, man. Like this is, this is everything I needed. And, <laughs> and, and then at that point I hadn't worked with you. Right. So I, I show up to your office. I'm like, all right, you guys got legit cameras. You got mm -hmm. legit, legit stuff. I know the famous light, <laughs> the famous light, right. The famous light that you guys have. That's, that's really, really impressive. And, and I just, I, I literally, for, for like three days, you and I went back and forth. And then I just walked into JWB's office. I was like, listen, man, I've been checking these guys out. Like I told them the whole story. I'm like, hey, man, they're, they're college athletes. They're hustling immigrants. Like they have a great personality. It's everything I look for in people that I work with. Mm -hmm. But if you hadn't been, if you hadn't been planting those seeds daily on social media, yeah. Um, not only would you not have a contract, but I probably don't know if I still would be serving JWB, right? If I had to, yeah. if I had to spend all the time that I spent trying to figure out how to do my part on JWB plus do your part on JWB, I don't know if, I don't know if we would have been here nine months in with another 13 to 14 months to go for sure with them. Right. So like, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think the idea of showing up often is huge. Right. And, yeah. and that's, and that's what, I, th that's the essence of what you have created by right number one starting with the minimum viable content and number two being able to take one piece of content and distributing it i want to start with the minimum viable content absolutely um i agree with you the biggest thing that stops people is there's two things that stop people number one what do i say when i turn on the camera and even worse is after they turn on the camera, what happens afterwards, right? Once they stop recording and they just lose themselves in their brain, like, nah, I wish I said this, well, I'm just going to edit this later and then post this afterwards, blah, 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 blah. Um, taking away the friction, what you guys, what you guys believe in and posting it online to, you know, just doing it live. So, you know, it's already out there. Let it live, right? Like you guys have, I've recommended this process to millions of people now, not millions, right? But like uh, 25 people, right? Like, and I've Let's done it myself. It yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys have done it to a bunch. Give me some, yeah. give me some anecdotes of like the um, kind of the, the mindset mm -hmm. shift that is not having to then, you know, just that friction that exists between finishing the video and posting it. Absolutely. Um, I think the, the very first thing that we got to do is change perspective, right? On what the content is going to do for you. Cause, uh, I think this is very important to understand when we change our perspective on the objective of our content, that's what everything changed. And 
What do I mean by that? It's a lot of people see YouTubers, right? Or million dollar companies that have amazing teams and they do, they produce really high quality content. So then they go, okay, I want to do that. And I want to do that and then also get clients. And because I'm doing that, then I'm going to get clients. And that's not the right thought process because there's, you're going to encounter a ton of friction. Keep in mind, they have massive resources, right? That to, to allow for that to happen. And then the back end, they have systems in place to make this the sale, right? Or, or monetize. Um, example, Mr. Beast, famous YouTuber, right? We've been on this Mr. Beast like uh, cake lately because we've been studying the guy. He's been, he's been published. He's been publishing for about nine years, nine years. Okay. Uh, David Dobrik, another YouTuber also nine years publishing, same structure of video, four minutes and 20 seconds, same thing for nine years. It's going to come a time that consistency, it's going to take off and then people are going to start like recognizing you, but it takes a lot of time. So then a lot of businesses come in and be like, I want thousands and millions of subscribers. Okay. Well, first of all, why do you want all that? You don't need thousands of subscribers to have a, to monetize your content or develop really good, high quality relationships that then you can turn into business. Right? So when we said, we're not going to do the content with this, we're not going to promote, we're, we're just going to use the content to test our message. Because I need to make sure that what I'm saying, what my thoughts are in here in my head, and then I put them into words and get them out, is going to be meaningful to the people that are listening to me, right? Once we started taking that approach, then that gave us permission to just try things out because we had an opportunity every single day because that's what we decided to do, right? Some people might not be able to do every single day. Some people might be doing three times a week, right? And that's fine. Stick with it for a long time. But every single day I was throwing a thought out there and then I was going to see if that stuck. And because I didn't have to edit, because I didn't have to take the audio, because I didn't have to do all that crap afterwards, right? And it was just me talking in front of a camera and just telling a story. And then people were like, wow, that's so cool. And then I wrote it down. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. They, 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 they thought this topic was cool. Perfect. That goes into my little file of different topics that stick, right? Later, I might be doing something more high production with that. Mm, you know, maybe. We haven't even done it, right? The list is there. It's growing, which is awesome. It's not going away. It's not going away. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk again about that and see what happens. Maybe I switch my message, right? Let me see if I can validate these ideas, right? Because then people are going to start investing their time into watching you and connecting with you, Right. It happened with the show. You know, we haven't got into the podcast, but there's a lot of people that are thinking, they're watching, they're like, oh man, I want to talk to you. Like, I, I actually want to work with you. And then after they say that, they're like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing, right? I'm sure you're experiencing it too, right? And, and you're a success story off of that. We, we share the story. You're like, absolutely. And then you did 45 days and you called us on day 45. You're like, I'm going for 200. And you know, I don't know. I think you're like day 300 now. I don't know. Uh, but it's like, and at first, yes, it's weird, right? But, you know, at the same time, there's a growth that happens inside of you because just the act of trying to put your thoughts into, into words and then out to the world is a very intimidating. So if you add friction to that process, you are setting yourself up for success. So why can I control today? I can control my thoughts and I can control how I say it. So start there, right? Or how you type it if you want, right? But again, remove all these friction points. Um, Let's see, anecdotes. 
I, we had this I, lady. I, 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 I want to hit on this, right? Like to me, what you're saying is finding your voice, right? Like, yes. you know, you, you are, and, and I saw it, you know, I've seen it. Listen, I've seen it with you, right? Like I remember, I remember when you first showed up to my house um, and you were telling the story one way and then I was in your office and you were telling your, your same story another way on a podcast and it didn't go great. And then now I've seen yeah. you go through all of your iterations and now you tell your story in a super awesome way. It's super compelling. You have a signature like energy and, and style that you do it. Same thing happened to me. Same thing has happened to Greg Cohen at JWB, right? Like Absolutely. we've seen- we, we've His seen evolution Greg. has been massive. Epic, Epic yeah. right? And it all comes from feedback, right? Like you can't, great writers will tell you, you're not a writer until you start putting it down on paper. Like you can be thinking about your book all day long until you start writing it. You're not, you're not a writer, right? Like yeah. you, you're not telling your story until you're telling it to someone else. And, and as long as you're showing up online with those lives, every time you're out there, you're giving people the opportunity to give you feedback. You're giving yourself the opportunity to give yourself feedback. You get to see yourself, like fuck what everybody else says about you. You get to look at you and be like, oh, okay, I like how I did this. And I don't like how I did that, you know, at the, at, at the yep. very least. Right. And, and that Absolutely. iteration has so much value because yeah. you really start to, to see what message resounds with you and what message resounds with your public. And then that tells you really how people see you as opposed to whatever you're telling yourself in your own head. Yeah. I, I, you know, one of the biggest obstacles, I guess, that uh, we decided to like crush, right? From the very beginning, I was like, you know, people can think whatever they, they want. Are they, do they care? They don't, they don't freaking care, man. Like it's two minutes. And you know, my brother is that he, he's a self-proclaimed uh, perfectionist, right? Like he's 45 lives. You will see him. He's like, he'll set up the light and the phone, like a the certain height. And he's like, he's adding already all those, all, all those friction points. And he tells that story. He's like, dude, you know, after 15 days, thank God we got a client because I was like, oh, this is so much. Right. And, and, and we always go back to, okay, you know, screw that. Let's just grab the phone, go outside and yeah. just walk around and it's fine. Right. But the story that we tell in our heads is, well, if my potential client is, if the, the people that are watching me on my, uh, on the other end, they don't see all that professionalism, then they're not going to trust me. And that's a lie. That is complete blah, blah, right? It's like, it's, it's, it doesn't matter, man. It, it matters that they're connecting with you, with your right. stories. You know, you said it first, like the way that you run this book is amazing because uh, it's being vulnerable, right? Relatable. What a better way to just like show yourself. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're just chatting with, uh, Lauren Golden tonight. Uh, and she has, I like, got a, a massive group and she, she was saying the other day, her most, like her best performing ad was her, like no makeup with her kids, like going crazy because yeah. her market is moms and that's how moms perceive themselves. So, I want to be myself. I don't want to put a, a suit on, right? I get it. There's opportunities to, to do that, but I want to be working with people that are going to sync with me. It's like going into a relationship, right? If you fake the first few months, then what's going to happen? Probably they're going to find out who you really are, that you like to eat popcorn at 10 PM at night, which is me. Right. And, and then that's it. Goodbye. Because th th this is not a, a truthful relationship. Right. And like you're saying, like all a business is really building a relationship. And then, you know, come into a common ground about a common objective. But, and it starts with that. It, start with, it starts with you. And then, so a lot of people assume that all these external factors are, are going to dictate what other people, you know, do with you. And yeah, you might get a quick sale, but how long is that going to last, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. And I want to put, I want to put two quick buttons on that. Number one is the idea that 
we we have this voice in our head that's kind of like the biggest jerk that we ever talk to, right? Like the stuff that you normally tell yourself is something you wouldn't allow other people to speak to you like that, mm-hmm. right? So like if you're if you're just if you're only listening to that voice, um, then you're 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 not doing yourself service than 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 letting it out and letting other people tell you what they like and don't like. And then something else like Dean at the Funnel Hacking Live event that I went to, Dean Graziosi said something that blew my mind, which was people don't follow, do business with, grow relationships with people, with the people that they understand. They follow, do business with, grow relationships with, with people they feel understand them. Right. So like if, if you are that mom that has the kid on your lap and you're trying to do 10 things and you're also speaking to the camera, guess what? The mom that feels that way all the time, she's going to want to do business with you, man. It's not about, absolutely. it's that simple, right? So be yourself. So I want to hit on real quick, your process of redistributing content. And I'm just curious how you came up with it, man. Like, like I, I, when we got into the, I, I now have obviously adopted whatever your, your first version of that is for myself and you've yeah. evolved that 10 times forward. But how did, how did you come up with the system of, you know, transcription to this batch board to, to then like all these different kind of like templates that you make it so seamless to, to go from one hour of content to like 25 short videos and pictures and blogs and all this stuff. Yeah. And- Thank you uh, for it's letting genius. me explain this. Uh, so we call it the M2M, right? That's our, that's the secret sauce. And um, first I was like sick and tired of to like reach out to people and they're like, yeah, like only three pieces. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, I want to like legit, like be all over the place. Right. I, I want to like, people think that you might spam. By the way, I, the last six months we published more than 1200 pieces. Like it's just something like, stupid like seven times a day like every single day right guess how many negative comments or like people are like i stop posting zero zero yeah zero. all the accounts are growing the rapport is great we're having more conversations than ever before right so i'm like yeah. sweet so we had that theory we had that that hypothesis real, real, real quick it's because the algorithm self-selects right like if somebody Absolutely. doesn't if somebody isn't into your shit they're not interacting with it they're not going to show it to them Whereas if they like it, they're going to show it more. So you really don't have to worry about whether people like it or not. I just want to put that out there for our friend that's listening. Yes. And, and for the ones listening, right, we're talking, first, phase one was organic, right? Because, you know, we were in a place in our business where we couldn't invest in ads. We're like, or it, we couldn't and we didn't want to. We're like, we need to crack this egg organically first. And then we can play with different things. And I'll explain what we're doing now. But um. But yeah, it was like, okay, first I want to multiply my message, right? I will see these guys publishing like crazy and they have massive teams. I'm like, how can I crack it, right? Then we have the minimal viable content story that we have success with. So we did it a second time, same thing. Day like 17, we had a massive success. And then we're like, okay, how can we merge those together, right? So COVID happened. We lost a ton of business with like brick and mortars that, that closed down. There's some of them are still closed, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. A lot of gyms, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so we were talking about creating a podcast for the longest time. And uh, for about a year at that point, and my brother's like, why don't we use this time to actually do the show, right? And we're like, sweet. Okay. So we grab elements of the minimal viable content uh, theory. And we're like, how can we produce this show? without friction, right? And the first experiment was, let's do the macro piece, which is the full show, right? And then from there, start adding pieces. The first thing that we gotta do is like master consistency, right? And every business, like we have clients that are amazing, but at the same time, we're behind them because they're like, dude, send me the video, right? Because 
they cannot master the consistency there. How do you expect then to create a ton of other stuff, right? So we did that first. We started publishing three times a week and then we started adding layers and we're like, okay, we need to create a system that solves our specific problem, which is time. I don't want to spend a ton of time of creating all of this, right? So for me, there's a ton of tools out there. You have the content calendars, you have like the three pillars of content. You can sit down and study all your words and on your topics or whatever. But at the end of the day, we're like, you know what? Who am I pleasing with this content, right? Am I pleasing some random customer out there, like some random person? Or am I actually going to use this content as a vehicle for my personal growth and my business growth and test messages? I want to do, I want to do that. Right. And connect with people. That was a big one too. After like episode 20, I would really want to connect with people that are either my same level or, or like way, way past me. Right. I want to learn. So we started doing that and they were like, wow, like all this, all that information needs to be shared. Like our audience needs to know this, like, oh my gosh, like what an amazing like piece of information. So then we started being, okay, how can we, how can we actually multiply this message? So we created some, something called content map. And it's basically, what is the map that happens? What, is the, what are the elements after you record that big video? So is it five smaller videos? Is it seven? Is it 10? Is it quote cards? Is it blah, 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 right? Instead of thinking of 30 pieces individually, it's like from that main piece of video, there's a lot of information. I invested time in, requ- in requesting the interview, in booking the interview, in having the show on, why am I not going to use the information that's already in there to create the, that content? So that was the thought. I'm like, sweet. And then we compromised on, uh, on a cadence since day one. It hasn't changed. We've done this for like seven months, almost eight months now. Hasn't changed because we want to master consistency. And then from there, it's just creating a system on how can I save time producing this thing? So then there's different elements that come into play. It could be templates. Then we had like the same template to for every everything, and then we're like, okay, you know, the next piece is like I want to introduce variety on my on my po- uh, on my post. Okay, how do we do that? Then you add that piece, but it comes with time, right? So that's how we've been able to develop this awesome uh, system called the M two M. And the cool thing is, like you said earlier, like people do business with, like with people that they relate to, like that that they feel the pain. So now the conversations I'm I'm having is with people that were where I was seven months ago that they're like, oh man, I struggle. I'm like, I get you, man. Uh, you can go to any other company, right? And they will produce whatever type of company. They have their own processes and that's fine. But I understand what you're going through. I was there. I was the one creating like 30 pieces of content in like three weeks. And I, like, I was the one that had no ideas on what else should I publish, right? Guess what? This will save you a ton of headache. Focus on your relationships. Focus on your show. And then from there, we, we have this solution that is going to create high volume and then we distribute, right? And then after that, it's like, okay, what's my next problem? How can I solve it, right? So one of them was distribution, right? With JWB, we distribute 55 pieces in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. When I share that story, people are like, what? With caps and everything, like yeah. 20 minutes done and it's like week and a half of like four times a day in all their platforms all the stuff and you know elements comes down to planning comes down to like what is a clear strategy where are we sending people obviously those are like pieces that we need to have in place that we work with you guys but uh but that came from just starting from one piece of master consistency it's incredible bro it's like i went through it today right like today i took two hours worth of video and i picked out 
10 pieces for you to cut out. I wrote five captions and that was like 45 minutes worth of work for me, 15 minutes worth of work for you. And now, like you said, how many pieces a week do we put out for JWB? 55 different points of contact. <laughs> 55. Um, yeah. And then, and then the cool thing is like now you have 55 opportunities yes. with your audience to send your message, test it out. And then on the technical side, which is super cool st stuff that we're testing now internally is you can see what message resonates. Yeah. So let's say you put 55 pieces to our winners, grab those two, put them in the win bucket, and then you can implement a paid strategy because that's the message that resonates. And then your ads, uh, your ad expenditure is going to go way down and, uh, and then you can convert and retarget. So there's a lot of technical on the back end too. It's, it's not just like, I'm just going to put my stuff out there. Uh, you know, we're testing ad money behind our Facebook lives, right? So now we're testing the structure of the show. Are people like staying through the introduction, right? Are people staying through the show? Like what's happening? Um, we haven't really looked at data because we're having such a blast. <laughs> so we're like, ah, oh, we're just going to keep doing whatever. But the cool thing is like, even if I don't look at that, then I can go back and be like, well, all those people, which is thousands of people, whenever I put an offer out, I can retarget them because they already know who I am. And it's the points of contact that matter between a sale, right? It's like between eight and 12 pieces, like points of contact. Like you said, proves the minimal viable content because you're like, oh, I was just watching you guys every single time. Well, the exact same thing, you know, you could do it organically or you could do it paid, which is with a bigger audience, right? But once that organic starts working, that's when you, you put it, you plug in the play and then you, you have like this machine that just like goes. Like I said, bro, like, you know, I'm a fan, man. I think it's genius, dude. Like I, I, I describe it as, I describe it as planting seeds everywhere, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're planting yeah. seeds in every kind of soil, in every kind of climate, in every kind of ecosystem. And you're giving, you're giving each of those seeds get, they get, they get a chance to, to be its own tree, to turn into a forest, to turn into whatever, right? Like, I think it's incredible, man. So and we've seen it, right? Like we've seen it with JWB, like their, their quarter over quarter growth has been ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Greg finding his voice has been unreal. Uh, like I, I, I couldn't be more of a, like I feel very, very fortunate that you were planting those seeds and I came around <laughs> with a little bit of, for, for, you know, like fertilizer, JWB was the soil and now, and now it's really, I think it's changed our, our trajectories, right? Like to have, absolutely, absolutely. you know, to have this case study with a company that's been on the front page of the Wall Street Journal a couple of times that are such pillars of the community. Um, so, okay, man, now I want to, I want to switch back to more. Let's talk about how we met. Talk about how we met. How do we meet? How do we meet? How do we meet? Dude. Um, so was it two years ago? Almost now. Almost yeah. two years ago. Uh, 2019-ish, somewhere around there. Yeah. April, March. So in January, we went to this crazy event in Miami, uh, which, you know, is, is part of our story. For us, we've been very big fans of investing in ourselves lately because uh, we, we've been able to, to take some shortcuts that way. Not on the bad sense, but like on the learning. Like, uh, and we have people holding us accountable, which is a big one for us because we're athletes. Uh, we have that athlete mentality. So, you know, I, when you play soccer, you have that coach that keeps you like in line, right? And like, do the reps, do the reps. Uh, we found that for us uh, on our own is really challenging. <laughs> so we're like, okay, you know, who, who, where, where can we find these people? And uh, so we invested in that, in that program. And Pablo was part of that program as well. We met online, uh, just going off like your strategy. You were like, hey, you know, I'm here in Jacksonville. Who wants to meet? And uh, which I, I thought wonderful, right? And, um, 
I think I responded like, oh, dude, I'm here in Jacksonville too. Let's meet whatever day. And uh, you're like, can you meet like at 7 a.m.? I'm like, absolutely. I, I'm going to take my break at 7 a.m. because I had to open that studio at 4 a.m. that morning. I'm like, sweet. Okay. So we met in this, uh, he sends me this address. <laughs> and I'm like, I get to this like parking, never been there. And it's like, there's a coffee shop. Okay, well, where's the coffee shop? <laughs> Everything's closed. And then I see this car just like parks next to me. <laughs> opens the door and then comes Pablo with like literally wet hair, wet everything, like no shirts. Like, dude, I was just surfing and I forgot like everything, the towel, whatever. It was something like that. I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I literally thought I'm like, should I actually say that I'm not Luis? I'm like, I'm, I'm not, not really? no, no entiendo inglés. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, me too, bro. I always also speak Spanish. I'm like, no, but I was like, well, that's so like, uh, again, I am super open to all the opportunities because of the things that I've lived in, in, you know, my short life and, you know, I've been around. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, let's see where this goes. And, uh, you know, immediately we started to bond and and, and, and have that community in, in common. Uh, we had grabbed a coffee. And then really after that, it was like, you know, everybody their way and be like, hey, if you need anything, like I'm here. If, if I need anything, you, you know, you're there. And uh, the opportunity came after, after the dinner. Content yep. dinner. Yeah, man. So you went, you said something early on today that I talk about a lot and it's like how you show up really, really matters, right? Like that's why I'm always like one of my networking speaking points is the fact that I'm always like, what's up, dude? You know, like, nah, I'm doing great. You know, like it yeah. makes a big yeah. difference, man. Um, and this is the opposite of that, right? I showed up looking like a freaking bum. Like I, I, I had, I really did. I went, I went surfing that morning. I forgot my towel. So I had nothing to dry off in. So I just kind of like put my shirt back on and I showed up soaking wet in the car, but I wasn't going to stand you up. Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder what, so what about weird first impression? What, what made you want to stay in content? Did you kind of just forget? And then, and then when I resurfaced, you're like, all right, content dinner, good, good opportunity. And that's when I restarted or. I mean, I, I, I remember that experience and you know, I've met a ton of people uh, through you know, starting with soccer through like all this craziness of, of uh, content, right? So, and I remember that is one of the stories that I will always remember. And I think it's because first we had that community in common. So it's like similar ways, way of thinking and going back to environment, right? So yeah. in the my head- is The the Jesse Itzler BYLR yes. community, which I think is a, is a valuable thing to put out there because you do meet great people. Amazing. Yeah, the yeah. Build Your Life resume, wonderful. Like there's yeah. there's great connections there. People are like really moving the needle in the world and doing wonderful things. So just, I had that in the back of my mind. So I'm like, if this guy is part of that community, like his head must be okay. So it doesn't matter how he shows up. Like it, it, to me, it didn't really matter. I was like, oh man, like let's see where this goes. Right. And I, and I think sometimes we, we judge very quickly and, you know, we can relate it back to content because if you see that first video and it's like, ah, you know, it doesn't look good. I'm not even going to listen. Well, is that really your dream client? Right. Probably not, right? So I'm like, okay, let, let's see where this goes. And and then it kinda, I kind of forgot about it. I'm like, you know, that, that, that Pablo dude, <laughs> I don't really know what he does. And, uh, and then when, the, when your comment came in, same thing. It's like, well, this guy is part of this community. My first experience with him was unique, right? Was like very different of like how I meet other people because everybody said, you know, let's meet at Starbucks and, you know, on 5 p.m. and whatever, like, and then we're all tired and nothing happens, right? But like part of the community, same environment, really positive environment, unique experience. Uh, and then I'm like, 
what could go wrong? Like, what's the worst that can happen, right? Like, let's, let's, let's go try it out. Let's see if it's an opportunity. And uh, starting with that, that was a big one. But lately, we've been having those micro experiences too. And uh, we are, we've been following our gut a lot lately because like, oh man, I like that person. Uh, I might not know them, but let me reach out. Man, uh, a good example was uh, the brand doctor. He was a guest in somebody's client in a client's uh, show, and I'm like, man, like the message like it syncs with me, like he's awesome, good Jersey guy personality, and I'm like, let me reach out. So found him, it, LinkedIn reached out. The guys like, dude, connected immediately, like accepted. I'm like, hey, we have this show, we would love to have you. You have like 350 episodes, we'd love to to bring you on. The guy was like, absolutely, let's do it. And dude, we had the awesome show. And then an hour and a half later, we're still talking and we're like, and now we have this awesome relationship, right? So you started that because it's like, okay, now I, I can see people in the environment, create an awesome experience. And by awesome, I mean different, right? Unique. Yeah, yeah. Unique. And then after that, who knows? There's new opportunities, right? And, and uh, we got told this like in the, in the last few episodes, they're like, you guys uh, talk about a very specific topic, obviously, but you guys have fun with it too. Oh man. And, and, and I think that's so key in everything that we do, especially, you know, the people that I want to work with. I don't want to work with boring people. If boring people don't like my content, I don't care. That's fine. They can find their solution. I want to work with fun people, people I can hang out with, people I can have this conversation like we're having now. Right. And I, and I think that's, as a very big key. And, and I think that's why that experience meeting you was so unique. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. You hit on a couple of things there that I like to talk about a lot. Right. And one, one of them that I've been talking about more than anything else is that unique is easier to sell than better. Right. Like out of straight out of play bigger. Right. But like, I, I, I think, I think being different generally trumps trying to say that you're better. And, yep. and the other thing that I think is huge that is something that's a key tenant in one of our common friends, Jerry McNamara, Ooh, is yeah. approach with wonder, right? Like if you, if you yeah. approach the world non-judgmentally, you, you, you can learn from every experience and you can open yourself to, up to amazing situations. All right, bro. Yeah. We are, we're running late here, man, but I want to do my lightning round real quick. You ready? Do it. Let's do bam, it. Bam, bam, bam. All right. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite restaurant? Where is it? And what dish do you order? Oh, man. Uh, Panda. Express, by the way, Classy. fried rice, grilled teriyaki with sauce on top. You can now uh, drop it by the office in any single time. <laughs> All right, deal. And uh, Panda Express, you can find in every corner of America. Every single right. corner, yeah. <laughs> what, what content are you most into right now? Like as a consumer or as a, produ- as, as, as a producer? As a, cons- as a consumer. What are you, what are you, oh, what are you consuming in content? It can be a book. It can be a podcast. It can be a person. It can be a Netflix uh, and chill show, whatever. I am very visual. So I am literally going after every single YouTuber influencer. Not Some content is entertaining, but I want to hack them, right? I want to be like, how are they producing these things? Because we translate that into the business world, right? So uh Mr. Beast is big shot. <laughs> I've been like watching every single video. He's giving away islands. I'm like, how? Um, and um, Logan Paul, the, the the latest like vlogs and stuff. But uh, Calling on Samir is really good one too. They're, they're, they're great. They do breakdowns and they just release a podcast. And yes, Theory, absolutely love these guys. Oh man. Yeah, they're, they're changing the world too. So super cool. That, that's what I've been doing. Me. Yeah, I didn't realize how deep into YouTube you were. That's interesting because I'm not, I don't I don't consume a lot of YouTube, man. But it is 
huge. I, it used to be an app that I just sat in there in the TV and that's it. And literally that's the first thing that I go now. Um, if we're talking uh, shows, Drive to Survive, F1, be like turn me into an F1 fan and I literally don't miss a race every, like any weekend. So uh, yeah. <laughs> That's mighty event as well in OB, bro. Uh, what, is, what is something that you were sure of in your 20s that you no longer believe? That um, money was really hard to, to get. Um, I, I grew up, my, my dad grew up in a very small town, like that now is a city, but it's like this mountain's very conservative background. We're Catholics. Uh, you know, we grew up Catholic. But uh, he was a guy that would take us like a full weekend and walk the entire city like multiple times, <laughs> like Friday, Saturday, Sunday to find a pair of shoes, like uh, soccer shoes that were five bucks cheaper than the one that we saw the first day. And I understand where, where, like, where he was coming from. But in my mind, I always had that conflict. I'm like, why, don't, why are we doing all that for two days? if the price doesn't change much, right? But that continued to evolve and, and that was something that stuck with me for a long time. And I'm like, I always thought, you know, uh, money was like this like crazy thing and the taboo and blah, blah, blah. Nobody talks about it really openly. And then we started meeting all these people that were like, dude, yeah, money's so easy to, to, to earn. Shoot, tell me more, right? And eth ethically, right? Ethically. And yes, and it was changing that perspective so now, because that's my perspective, that's my belief, now I see opportunities everywhere, man, everywhere. And things start to happen and they move forward. So I, I think that is something very key. That's awesome, dude. That's well said. What, what city? What, uh, what, what town in, I'm, I'm imagining in Venezuela? Yeah, in uh, Merida. So he's, oh. uh, he's from the Andes. Did you know that Marta's mom's from Merida? I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Marta's, Marta, Marta's mom's also Merida. They might, uh, the families might have known each other. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, sure. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. If there's anything, if there's anything. Watch that be like cousins or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about that offline. Uh, what, uh, what's your, what's your favorite, what's either your favorite piece of advice that someone's ever given you or like your favorite piece of advice to give people? That's a hard one because we're always getting a ton of advice since we're in learning mode, but I don't think you ever gave me this advice straight up, but the relationship piece, man. Like we, you have been such a big inspiration on on that, and uh, in everything that you say and everything that that how you talk about relationships and how you put that person in on a stage, right? That was life changing because the second we started doing that with our show, bro, everything changed. So lately, I think I'll I'll go with that one. Be the stage. I love it, bro. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna link all your stuff here, right? I'm gonna link the the Facebook account, Biz Bros, the Instagram Biz Bros, or your personal, your your podcast. Is there anything that you wanna send somebody to right now or something you really, really wanna promote right now? Absolutely. You guys can go to contentsprofit.com. You're actually going to get the cheat sheet of the minimum viable content. Uh, that will give you some structure, the the reason why um, we're building a habit. So that's literally the roadmap that we use for the minimum viable content to, to start publishing and connecting that content into, into revenue. You know, the growth is great. Like everything is great. Uh, get started. We actually were on a call like three days ago with a group of South Americans that are coaches, like seven. And uh, the last week they've been like going at it. And you know, the first day they're like, oh man, I started talking and then I stopped and then I stopped and then I didn't know what to do. And then I ended the video and it's, 
do we forget like it's real people like what happens if you're in a room and that start to happen be like i'm sorry guys i literally lost my train of thought uh guess what we're gonna be here tomorrow and i'm gonna tell you about whatever right that's it like we forget we're actually talking to people it's just like through a tool right yeah. so uh go there contentsprofit.com and obviously tune into the show monday wednesday friday live on facebook have you guys there and uh all the audios come out tuesday thursdays and saturdays awesome man um and then my last question is where do you find community dude all around you i feel like um again it comes down to like those opportunities that present themselves right like we found our little community like together. Right. Um, and, uh, people that you really want to hang out with. I think like, I don't think it's a place. I think it's, it's, it's people that you really want to hang out with and have similar tastes. Like, uh, people don't know this, but we really like video games. (laughs) Like I suck at it. Like it's, it's impossible, but our entire team are gamers. And that's our point of contact. And we speak the same language, right? And then, but we also have the soccer bubble. So it's like this, it's, at the end of the day, it's people. So, so yeah, all around us. I love it, dude. Buddy, I got to acknowledge you, man. I, um, when we first met, I was just like, man, there's one guy in this BYR thing in Jacksonville. I'm going to go, I'm going to go meet up with him. I meet you. you. You show up in your Wrangler. I'm like, ah, this guy's clearly very Venezuelan. You know, like, <laughs> um, and, and I got to be honest, man, from the, from the moment I've met you through now, my respect for you has only grown, right? Like I, I see you as everything that I like in, it's weird to say this, bro. And I don't want to put too much on you, but like you are everything I like in my culture, right? Like you are, you are a hardworking, honest, incredibly friendly, funny, good family oriented guy that, 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 just puts out everything that I admire and you do it at a really, really high level, man. And, and the stuff that I've learned from you and, and being able to model it has really changed my life. Your relationship with your brother just makes me feel like I'm home. Um, so I, I'm just so, so happy that we've become friends, so happy that we've been able to work together and um, I'm pumped for fucking being partners for the rest of our lives, man. Like, I think this is amazing, man. So thank you so much for showing up the way that you do and for what you've done. Oh man. Thank you. This is, this is why we do this. This is why we do the long hours when we have to. Um, and just last night, man, you know, we were on a call last night to, to uh, plan world domination. And uh, I, I, after that, you know, I sat down, my brother was like outside and um, you know, those stories of people that, that they have that, those relationships that just last years and years. And I'm like, man, like this is one of them. Uh, so thank you for sending me that DM at freaking midnight. Uh, thank God that person dropped off. <laughs> I don't even remember who it was. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, dang it, man. What a uh, loser. <laughs> but uh, no, no, absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're, you're, we're brothers. You're part of the family. We're not oh, friends. We're, we're family and uh, looking forward to, to the future and to continue to build wonderful things together. I hope you enjoyed that conversation right there as much as I did. Listen. Connect with Pablo is a content marketing community creation agency. The bottom line is that if you can start creating content that can give value to your customers or audience while creating strategic relationships through it, you can have a content machine that allows you to tell the story of your business through the value you are creating while gathering people together. If you're curious about that or know someone who could be, please shoot me an email at you should at connectwithpablo.com 
or hit me up on Instagram or LinkedIn through the profiles tagged in the show notes. If you just want a quick pick me up and some tactical advice right before walking into a room full of strangers, go to connectwithpablo.com, watch the five minute video about how to walk into a room and not feel like you're all alone and or download the little cheat sheet on how to do just that. I have a lot of my friends that I've done networking with me for a long time tell me that they love watching that thing and carrying it around when they're walking into a networking event or they're walking into a conference or sometimes even if you're just walking into a wedding and you don't know anybody, right? It has a lot of use for it. I invite you to check it out if you need it. I really hope you stick around, connect with me and start leaning into finding value in others and feeling like you have value to give yourself. It'll make the world a better place. I promise. Until the next episode, I am Pablo Gonzalez, your Chief Executive Connector.